0: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in
1: Tuscaloosa. Do how much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and Roll Tide.
2: Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992 winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history 35-2-1 and 1. member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show.
1: You know, I was really pleased with uh, the energy that our players played with in the last game. You know, they could have come out and just said, "You know, look at who we're playing and you know, not played to the standard that we're trying to create, which we tried to emphasize, but I thought the energy and enthusiasm was good. I thought the execution was a lot better. I think we played a lot smarter. Um, We're still working toward, and, you know, each and every player can do this. Each and every coach can do this. I can do this toward, you know, total consistency in playing to the standard that we want to play to. Um, And, you know, the choice is, is do you want to build on the challenges of the future? All right, now we're getting into SEC games, and... Uh, Certainly this first game is going to be, you know a challenge. It's an SEC game. Vanderbilt's three and one Um, Much, much improved, you know team over last year. Uh, They have like 14 starters back, but they're scoring 42 points a game and They play two quarterbacks. Both of them are very very capable very good athletes Um, You know, they run the ball. They run some options. They Um, Very capable passing, you know, 14. Shepard is one of the leading receivers in the SEC. Defensively, you know, these guys are, they play hard, they're tough. Uh, They've given up some yards in their games, but they've played well enough to uh, be able to be effective uh, in winning three games. Uh, The kicking game is good. Uh, The punter is one of the leading punters in the country in terms of 48.9-yard average you know, Joseph has done a good job of kicking for him. So, you know, this is a, you know, good all-around team and going to be a challenging game for us.
3: All right, welcome in. It is the Tuesday edition Jay Barker Show, live from AVX Audio Video Excellence. Matt Coulter, we got Terry Henley going to be joining us as well, former Auburn running back at his take on... The Arbor Tigers, and a lot of talk over the last couple of days about Coach Harson and uh, kind of uh, his seeking a little bit warm. Down on the plains, as well as some other uh, topics we'll dive into as well throughout some of the SEC matchups coming up this weekend and some of the national matchups that will have some implications. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Got the to Top Golf today, you'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation, whether it's coworkers, family, or friends, whether it's tailgating before those UAB games or other things happening at Protected Stadium. You'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. All right, uh, Coach Sabin talking about this Vanderbilt matchup coming up this weekend and another opportunity for Alabama to get uh, the things they need to get uh, kind of in order and uh, the actual uh, as far as chemistry and some of the things they want to work on with players working together some of the new guys that have come in that are making an an immediate impact for Alabama but uh, a great game last week uh, against ULM a good uh, start to that and uh, they want to finish strong this weekend as well continue to improve on all three areas of the football team but uh, matt hope you're doing well today i think terry you said is there with you now in studio but man great to have you guys on and and what a beautiful day again in the birmingham alabama
4: a little bit too hot now but uh i guess it's gonna (laughs) cool off in a couple of days but uh i I can get over another day or two terry henley's in the house hello hey hee-haw
5: how you doing buddy man i'm a blessed man yeah well, y'all wouldn't have to worry about the heat and all that if y'all go over and get you a spray tan like me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was working for you, right? Now. Yeah. Well, I, I went in it. the first day, and they said they, they wasn't sure that little airbrush was going to work, so they brought out a roller. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I love yeah. it. I love it. Terry, how you been?
5: Doing good, my buddy. How you doing?
3: Man, doing well. Thank you. And um, I I know a tough weekend for the Auburn Tigers and wanted to have a a, a lot better showing. And, you know, a lot of people felt like Auburn had a chance to uh, not only play this game close, but win it uh, against Penn State. But Penn State came in and really, uh, I think, uh, exposed a few things for the Auburn Tigers. But more importantly, I think for the fans, uh, just hearing some of them online, I know you've heard from probably former teammates and other former players and stuff. But just kind of give us your take on what you saw on Saturday and just kind of the uh, temperament right now of the Auburn fan base.
5: Well, there's there's no question the talent level differential is is there's a wide gap. Okay. I mean you 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 can see it. Um you know, I I don't like to criticize players. I I think players are doing the best they can. Okay, mm-hmm. I really do. Um I do get frustrated with players sometimes when they when they don't play the whole 60 minutes, let's put it that way, okay? And I think Saturday was the case. They didn't play the whole 60 minutes. Uh, I'm not even sure they played 30, but uh, they didn't play as hard in the whole game that I would want them to play. Uh, But there is such a – if you take the three quarterbacks that Auburn have uh, that transferred in, I mean, we got one from A&M, we got one from Oregon, and we got one from LSU – I'm gonna ask you just a simple question: Do you think that any one of those three players could go back to their team that they left and start?
4: Wow, what a great question! And my answer is no. Jay, okay. Jay, no.
5: Well, I mean, it. it I, I, I I agree with you.
4: There he is. He just not an SEC quarterback. Or any of them. Just, um, well,
5: th- no. Or I, they I, can
4: be on a given day, but they're not 10, 11, 12 games a year.
5: Listen, Jay played quarterback. He 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 competed against guys. There were guys that you saw that had every kind of high school credential that did yep. you could have. They might throw them 400 touchdowns in one game. But when <laughs> they get over here and you got live bullets coming at you with these torpedoes at you, you know, it's a different game. It's a different game. And, and some people, some quarterbacks just don't make it. And I think we picked up three of them, and I don't think can make it. I'm sorry. I'm. I, 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 please. I mean, it's nothing. Maybe they need to change positions. I mean, if I was Robbie Ashford, I'd be changing positions. I mean, I really would.
4: Got a running back or wide receiver, well, in a corner? Or,
5: do you remember? Do you remember the New England Patriots had to, the the boy? The, it was a quarterback at Penn State who later became a wide receiver at uh, New England, and just was the Super Bowl MVP. I can't remember his name right from the top yeah, of my head. And Edelman, oh, yeah. Edelman, mm-hmm.
4: guy with a beard. Yeah.
5: Uh, well, how much more have I got to say?
4: Well, um, the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans is Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, he was a wide, wide receiver, receiver at Texas A and M, so I mean that's the reverse, but change positions. Yeah, and and you could certainly make T.J. Finley. So maybe he just got, ought to go see Bruce Pearl.
5: Well, he's six uh, seven. Yeah. The only thing, only other thing I would say is if I was fixing to play Georgia here in a couple of weeks. When I'd go up out and warm up against Georgia, I'd come back in the dressing room and tell coaches, "I don't think his hamstring's gonna go today, Coach." Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, is that how good Georgia is? I that's how good Georgia. I coach. I really don't think I can go today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because they gonna name the number. All
4: right, Terry, I'm going. I'm gonna pin you down a little bit okay. here. Um, when you say you see a lack of effort. Is that not a direct reflection of how they're
5: coached? Uh, no question. No question. Okay. No question. Listen, it, 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 you've been to Boise. jake been to Boise. I've been to Boise. Boise is a laid-back mm-hmm. atmosphere. Okay? It's, it's
4: beautiful it's, and fun.
5: It is. No question it's beautiful. You know, uh, what, it's the lowest populated state in the country, I believe, or something like that. But anyway... They, they, there's no immediate rush to seem like. Well there is a rush in Auburn or the SEC. Okay? Period. Again, and I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna give y'all a perfect example of what I'm talking about. When Tommy Tupperville was looking for an offensive coordinator after Bobby Petrino left and he was he was hunting someone, he ended up as you remember with Al Borges. correct? Okay. In the process of him doing this, he brought the offensive coordinator of Boise down to Auburn. Okay. He set him in a room and put on the LSU ball game that year that just a couple of weeks before that they had beat him, okay, down in Auburn. And he told him he said asked him had you he seen the, the game and the guy said no. He said, "You seen any highlights? Just a couple of highlights, but nothing." He said, "Well, I'm gonna put on the first half here in the film room, and I'm gonna let you see it, and then I'm going to ask you to give me what your game plan would be to start the second half." Okay, so you don't know if we're behind or ahead or what right now. Okay, the guy said, "Okay." Tommy stops, starts the computer I mean the uh, projector running. Tommy told me that he had not been watching this thing 3 to 5 minutes. And he said, this this offensive coordinator said, "Oh my gosh, look how fast they are." And Tommy went over and cut that projector off and cut the light on and said, if you think they're fast on that film, you ought to see them in person. And he knew right then that, that this guy had no clue what he was getting himself into. And I think that's exactly what Harsons has done here. He had no idea that the recruiting is so vicious and, and demanding and uh, that it is and uh, here in the SEC.
4: Somebody should have set him up in the film room.
5: <laughs> well, I don't know if you do that or maybe.
4: I got another question yeah. about Idaho to Auburn concerning Harson
3: in a minute, Jay. Won't you get us to break? Yeah, let's go to break. But uh, before I do that, who's the entourage around him after games?
5: Who's the entourage
3: around Harson? Around Harson? Yeah. Uh,
5: was it females or males? Females. <laughs> That's his wife or, or his daughters. I understand. Yes, yeah. the, I'm like, daughters it's like modeling.
3: Crazy. Yeah, All right. uh, I understand. We'll continue. His daughter,
5: uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All
3: right, Terry Henley it and City to Awesome. The Matt Culture. Okay. I'm Jay Barker and we'll continue. Uh we also got coming up Steve Irvine at one fifteen. We'll talk UAB Blazers with him coach benson them get another big win hopefully talk to coach benson again coming up on thursday so stay tuned more to come live from avx we'll be back
2: you're listening to the jay barker show live from the avx studios in downtown birmingham the
0: best sports talk in the state tied 100.9 and streaming on the tied 100.9 app
3: each week, Each week, D.C. and Matt Coulter will go deep behind enemy lines on Saturdays during the Tide Tailgate Show
0: on 95.3 The Bear. Hot and dry weather continues tomorrow and Thursday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 93 and 96 degrees. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: Welcome back in as we continue live from AVX Audio Video Excellence. And we got Terry Henley, former Auburn running back in studio with us. Always great to have him in. Matt Coulter, Lars has the week off. And a lot to talk about leading up into some of these games. Before we do that, though, Matt, you teased going out. I got, to think, another question about uh, Boise. Is that right?
4: Well, it's just about the, not the football at all, dividing that away. I just wanted to ask Terry and Jay, certainly you contribute as well. I just don't feel not only did Harson not get the feel of SEC football, I don't think he got a he knew or had a good feel for the south.
5: I, I I don't disagree with you. I don't think any of his assistant coaches have has have uh you know put those shoes on yet. You know what I mean what We don't wear do. shoes. So and, that's a Well, in my, flip-flops. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you 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 know, we listen, Jay, you and I know especially we know what it takes to recruit an outstanding football player. And now with NIL out there, you know what I mean, that even compounds the issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you gotta to go to these high schools, you gotta become your friends. You gotta go home and meet their mothers, you gotta go home and, and fry some pork chops and eat some turnip greens and whatever <laughs> with well, I mean let's let's sit and talk, okay? I mean, you gotta do that. You gotta do that. I mean you you just uh you got you can you know it's it's what Pat and I used to tell him is look, will you take care of my young man when he comes to see you? I'm gonna take care of him like he's my own. Okay. I'm gonna love him, I'm gonna I'm gonna nurture him, I'm gonna teach him right from wrong, I'm gonna scold him when he does something bad. And that's what I'm going to do to your young man if you'll let him come to Auburn. Okay? And that was a pat-dye speech. But I don't know how these guys are recruiting because I'm not there every day and, and see it. But I think it's obvious from, you know, they're, they're 50th right now. They're 50th in the country in recruiting right now.
4: Hard to believe.
5: 50th. Okay. I'm. I'm not. I mean, have you, Jay? Have you ever heard of Auburn being 50th in recruiting?
3: No, not at all. And and again, I mean, behind some SEC schools that that shouldn't be behind some some Group of Five or Power Five teams that shouldn't be. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a major brand and it's got a hotbed of recruits. I mean, Georgia used to be and Florida used to be a huge area. Mobile, a huge area for Auburn to pull from. And you got to kind of take those roots if you come in as a new coach and find out who those guys are, where did they get the talent before when they had success, and then go find those coaches and those uh, connections and those areas that were helping you uh, locate uh, these type of players and guys that are can come in and really make a difference. I mean, we used to make fun of Big Cat Weekend. We used to make fun of the limousines and all that kind of stuff and had fun with it. But, but guess what? It gave the Auburn a ton of attention. Uh, it was out-of-the-box stuff that they were doing uh, when Malzahn was there and even when Chiswick was there and even when Tupperware was there that was getting them the recognition and, and with a lot of these high school kids and coaches, they were going and meeting with them and spending time with them. And you have to do that. So not to say that, I don't know if Harson is doing that stuff or not. I mean, recruiting is recruiting, but it just, it's different in the South. And and if you're from out of the South um, and, and I've seen it many times with coaches who come in, they have to learn it. Um, even guys who come to Alabama, that have not been, or come from pro ball um, I remember talking to Dayball about this. He said, man, it's the hardest thing I've ever done is trying to recruit. He said, especially in the South, because you can't not be polite. You got to be polite to everybody and you got to go in and, and, and sit down and have small talk. It's not just all business. Uh, you got to develop those relationships. I think that's one of the reasons why, I mean, a number of reasons why, but, uh, he, he did not like that aspect of it. You got to do it.
5: Well, I think it started a ways back. I mean, this didn't happen yesterday. And if you look at what Tennessee did, we basically took Tennessee's playbook of how not to do things, whether it's the hiring of the president, whether it's hiring former J D and the argument they had back and forth with that, uh, him hiring the coach he hired, you know, just stuff is sort of like, and you see how long it's taken them to get back, to get their head even above water, okay? And and then you look at what Auburn has done. Dr. Lee, you know what I mean? It was just a complete failure, uh, you know, for Auburn. I mean, when you spend $30 million redecorating the president's mansion, uh, that, is that for Auburn or is that for you, you know? Uh, uh, then you hire Alan Green that is is total, total, you know, fish out of water. I mean, you know, he had been one year at Buffalo and – had cut the budget up there and did away with the tennis and the volleyball school. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you did away with those teams, you know, and saved yourself $50. That's not how we play it all. Okay, so it, it's it been a, a, kind of a – and then giving Gus an extension on his contract and – and not having the fact that if he goes to another school that they've got to reimburse us for what we're having to pay him. You know, not having that in the contract that was left out, you know. Just silly, silly things where I do not believe that Chris Roberts is our new president. He is not going to stand for any of that anytime. This guy is is uh, an Auburn Guy, he's smart. He's going to be tough. He's a horse cart right type of looking guy, and just uh he's going to make the right decisions here in this uh, going forward here for Auburn.
3: Hey if Terry, talk about Bo Nix, and every- we we talked about this the other day, but you know, did he just kind of mm-hmm. see the writing on the wall as far as what he saw behind the scenes? I mean, you know, and a lot of Auburn fans kind of question him as to why he would leave Auburn and go to Oregon.
5: Well. You know, I I don't know the exact story. I do know that his daddy and and Harson and and I think Bo had a talk with Harsons. And, you know, what went on in that conversation, I'm not privy to know. uh, But undoubtedly it was something that they didn't feel comfortable with, uh, um, you know, going into the spring. And so they chose to leave, you know. I mean, that's all I know. That's all I know. I mean, I'm just reading the tea leaves of that. So um, I think his daddy feels like he can play at a higher level and at and, and a, and a better team and be more productive with players around him than what Auburn had around him right now. He sure played at a different level this past Saturday, didn't he? I didn't even see the – I didn't watch any oh. of the game, but I, I did say someone told me he had a pretty good ball yeah, game.
4: He had a real good game, and uh, they beat a very good BYU team. Oh, so I think they'd really like to have him back now. Mm-hmm. Terry, let me ask you a question from offense standpoint. What did you think about play calling? <laughs> be- I hate it, Jay. When
5: the best player on your team is is your running back, you try to get the ball to him as much as you can, right, Jay?
3: Yes, all day long. Sorry, I had him on mute. Yes, all day long. Get it to him. Yeah. Tank Bigsby. get him get it whether it's sitting Put him in running back slot. Get it to him on pitches, uh, jet, jet, uh, the, the jet screens, all that type of stuff. That you can get him as many touches in the game as he possibly can, no doubt.
5: And he runs the ball four times in the first quarter and doesn't touch it one time in the second quarter.
3: That's crazy. And runs
5: it a total of nine in the whole game.
3: Okay, unbelievable.
5: Now, I, I mean, listen, if you know he. You know, what I'm afraid of, I hope he's, he's not taking a serious look and saying, hey, you, and we've seen him do it before, go over and sit down and say, hey, you know what I mean? Uh, here, we've lost this, lost this, and I'm not going to. It'd be like me going against Georgia right now. I, I, I said, I, I coach his hamstring just won't make it. <laughs> you It <know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> won't make it today. I mean, you've got to. You got to look after yourself somewhere along the line here, and and he's a great young man. He is just such a nice young man, and uh, for him to come back and, and and rather pull his name out of the portal and and, and want to play at Auburn and uh, want to finish at Auburn and uh, to be taken out of the equation here, really, the first three games. I mean he hadn't got the I mean, he didn't run but for sixty four yards against uh, San Jose State. I mean it
4: it goes against most football logic.
5: Finley ran for more yards than <laughs> than a tank did Saturday. okay. Is that logic? Is that no. logic? No, okay. No, I believe you call it something else. Yeah. <laughs> all
3: right, we'll come back. Let's get into uh, some of the other teams. We want to get your take on Georgia and some other teams around the SEC and also kind of your top four right now when it comes to uh, the CFP. All right, so we'll, we'll dive into all that and much more coming up on the other side. We're live from A V X. Stay with us. 269. and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to dot Cottage.com and order anything you want and type in J. Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The J. Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at dot Cottage.com.
8: letter O
3: Welcome back in as we continue with Terry Henley from the Auburn Tigers yep. and Matt Coulter. We got Lars Anderson off this week, and again uh, Steve Irvine is going to join us at one fifteen hour number two, talking UAB Blazers and another big win for Coach Brian Vincent this past uh, weekend over Georgia Southern, who upset Nebraska uh, just what two weeks ago. Terry, I wanted to get your take, and, and Matt, you know, you jump jump in as well with this conversation as far as uh, about the Georgia Bulldogs, just uh, how good they've looked the last. Uh, three weeks and uh, really dominating their opponents. And, you know, they're ranked number one in both polls now, I think much deservingly. Uh, I know Alabama fans don't want to see themselves sitting at number two in in any poll, but uh, I think Georgia has has earned it, and uh, and especially the amount of people that they lost uh, to the NFL from last year's team that won the national championship to be able to rebound the way they have. And they've done it mostly through recruiting, not really through the transfer portal. So, Terry, I'd love to get your – take on uh, what Kirby Smart is doing at Georgia and what he's done. And after winning a national championship, coming back, he's got his team ranked number one in both polls again.
5: seems like he's got a team that enjoys playing hard. They play hard. They play hard. They got a quarterback, a two-time walk on, that he is as confident as any quarterback that you or I've ever seen. He, he, he's, May night people say, "Well, he has not got any talent, well, but he's got something between his ears." I'm tell you right now, and he can pinpoint that ball, and he's got some receivers with bars, and, and that that tight end that can play any position on the field. You know, um, just a, a talented group of guys, but it's that guy pulling that switch right there, to me, and the, as hard as they play. And they play hard the whole game. I've noticed they don't they don't let up. I mean, the the guys that come off the bench, they're playing hard to the end of the game. If they're not, when they come out of the game, he's talking to them. And you better sure enough believe he's 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 not asking when their birthday is. Okay. Um. So I mean, I, I you got you got to admire, you got to admire what the, what he's doing. I mean, he really is doing a very good job of getting the, the, his team to play hard the whole game, no matter who they play against.
4: You know what, you guys, just two really, really good statements, but I could have taken them and put them on Alabama. What y'all just said is exactly what Nick Saban, what they said. Remember, Jay just yeah. talked about the, how many players they lost from last year. How many times have we said that about Alabama? And then they come back right. and they win and they win and they win. So um, he is uh, he is taking a lot of saving to Athens, Alabama. Oh, I mean know. Athens,
5: yeah, Alabama. Athens, Alabama. <laughs> I, w- I wish he was in Athens, Alabama.
4: <laughs> uh, Athens, Georgia. Yeah,
5: yeah and uh, listen, I I'm not here today to bash Auburn. Uh, y'all know y'all know me. I mean, uh, I mean Auburn is everything to me, and I, mm-hmm. I love them deep. But I'm just pointing out things. That are glaring to people, and and but I really believe Chris Roberts in the leadership that he's going to bring, and who he's going to hire as an AD, and and uh, what he will do with the coach going forward, and and all uh, is um, we're not going to make these blundering errors that we've made maybe in the past. That, that we want to move into a new era, and I hope it's going uh, on. The, I hope it's in a working process with Auburn.
3: Terry, how impressed have you been with Ohio State so far?
5: Whoa. They're playing pretty well, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, my goodness. Uh, what a Five touchdown passes with the quarterback through this past weekend or something like yep. that? To yeah, the
4: 367 yards and five touchdowns. I didn't. I didn't just memorize that. I happened to be right in front of the page. Well,
5: let me tell you, it's funny you say Randy Walls, when I was a senior, Randy Walls didn't throw five touchdown passes all year.
4: Is is he the one that came out of the locker room with his uh, his jersey jersey on backwards?
5: Yeah. But he he won. I'm not sure he threw five touchdown passes in two years. I mean, you know, but... uh, but uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you the team that really that I would be afraid of, guys. And 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 I don't think um I don't think they're the most talented. I think they're just rough. I mean, just rough and play hard and they have some good players and that's Arkansas. I knew you were gonna say that. Go, that's Arkansas. We'll pick Golly boy, they get after you. My goodness. I mean, they don't hip you off the ground when they knock you down. I mean they they and- Mm. Uh,
4: Jay, I know you've noticed this, but you look at you look at the stats. Who's fourth in the SEC in tackles? Drew Sanders. He was yeah, the guy on well. the transfer portal and left. Left. He left Alabama.
3: Yeah, left Alabama from an outside linebacker to an inside linebacker now, and you know Pittman's used him really well on his defensive staff. Uh, he, he's a tremendous player, and you know, look. Uh, and I, I brought this up, and I, I brought it up. Um, many times talking about this particular topic and a, a lot of it, I, I don't think Drew wanted to leave so much. I mean, I, I know because I just said on the team that knew him and was good friends with him and as well as other guys. And I think he felt more pressure from his dad, from his parents that he wouldn't get playing time. I know that they had kind of, um, you know, made mention of that to the coaches and felt like that their, their son wasn't being used the way that uh, he should be. So I hate that for the kid because I think, you know, he could have won a, a national championship at Alabama. Uh, but at the same time, he is getting more playing time. He is making a huge difference at Arkansas, and maybe it was a good move for him to, to make to make that move. But I think that had more to do with the outside pressures than it did him wanting to actually leave Alabama at that particular time. But at least it's worked out for
4: him. As good as he is at Arkansas, I'm being very candid about it. I'm not sure he'd start at Alabama right now. But the linebackers Alabama's got, good grief. Yeah. Especially on the edge. Uh, but – you know, I, we wish him well, especially since he went to Arkansas. By the way, they have announced that that will be the CBS game a week from this coming Saturday um, in Fayetteville, so it'll be a 2.30 kick. Yeah. Go, Little Piggies. Anybody else that has really impressed you this year? Maybe step Kentucky. away. Kentucky, Really? Yeah, Kentucky's yes. been impressive.
5: Are, are they at the level? Kentucky. I, I, it, what gets me about them and watching them is they're just methodical. They just keep on doing the same thing, the same thing, and and then when he gets, I believe this week the all the players come back. Right, the other, you know, they what they suspend six of them, they let four of them come back. Then the other two, they were waiting for them, and I think they come back this week or next week. So. If, when they get back to full strength, they even going to be harder, but they just methodically just keep coming, even when they were behind the, here the other day, and they just kept on plugging and plugging and, and ended up winning the ball game.
4: Well, the, the year of the Amazons. That's yeah. kind of what Shug did. Yeah. He said, here's what I got. Let's do it. Let's and do and it. can I tell you,
5: he's got some good players on that team, and, and the best ones are yet to come back from that suspension. Mm-hmm. So the, the, Arkansas and Kentucky, they, to me, I mean, for you to go down in the swamp and get behind, True. you get behind and uh, on a Billy your team, and um, and then come back and lose, you know what I mean? They just whooped them. I mean, Kentucky just whooped them. They be there to
3: last. And uh, I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to get game. your take on. I mean, Michigan's playing really well right now too, and Jim Harbaugh. I mean, has got his team playing, and, and they're three and zero. Clemson, to me, still a little suspect. I hate to say that about Dabo, and even I'm so glad he got the new contract and all that. They just don't look as athletic as I've seen them in the past. Quarterback still doesn't seem to have the confidence that uh, that he should have at at that position. Um, and then USC. So kind of your mind, tear about USC and Clemson. Uh, USC to me kind of living off Lincoln Riley right now. A lot of uh, I think people think they're maybe better than they are, but also he made a good move. He went to the Pac-12 where there's not a lot of competition.
5: Well, let's let's talk about let's talk about Clemson. To start with when you start winning, what's uh, usually one of the first things that happen? You lose an assistant coach. Okay, you lose an assistant coach or two assistants, and then he goes over here and he goes to his fertile recruiting ground where he's been recruiting for Clemson. Now he's taking that Clemson player to wherever he is. Okay. Uh, so that that has a, that's what you got to admire about saving you know he just keeps on chugging after an assistant leaves I mean it, it doesn't bother him about the recruiting they just get out there and recruit and recruit and they gonna recruit against you and usually whoop you uh so with that being said and and uh, Lincoln going to southern Cal uh, Look! Look what all the great coaches have done at, at Southern Cal. My gosh, you got to – look where Bryce Young came. He came from California, did he not? Yes, he did. Okay, so look how many other quarterbacks, great quarterbacks—Ferragamo—all of them came from California. You know, to the to the south. So you mm-hmm. got to you got to think he's going to put the fence up and stop that out at Southern Cal and. My gosh, well, you got so many players to pick from in the state of California and Arizona and and all that's uh, that's a hard thing. Not a place that you should win, you know. And he's smart enough to do that. And plus, he's in the back out there in the, where they wear, you know, they shave her legs and. <laughs> You know, and all that kind of stuff. I I hated to stand in the huddle with a guy that shaved his legs. I mean, you know, but they you did. You didn't it. even do the ankle thing? No. You uh, just, oh, well, just yeah, ripped yeah, the hair right just out? ripped the hair right off. I didn't shave ankles. You didn't wax no, your ankles? it didn't bother me.
3: Jay, did you wax your ankles? I did not, but you would think I did now because I have no hair around that area where I got taped and wore socks got- <laughs> my entire life.
5: Listen, you <laughs> I don't have my hair. I mean, I, I barely got one or two hairs on my leg. I don't know what happened to them. I mean, <laughs> no, I, same I thing that happened
4: to in my head just later in Ch-
5: life. I must have went to Chanova or something and got, <laughs> Chernobyl. <laughs> Chernobyl got you know. All
3: right. On that note, it, let's it take a break. <laughs> <out of All laughs> we'll come amount. back. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, More to come with some of the matchups coming up this weekend and uh, more from Terry. Auburn Tigers, 2-1 uh, and one still. Don't forget that with Harsin. Uh They still have 1-2, lost that one to Penn State this point in loss but uh, can they rebound from that and uh, finish strong throughout the season we'll get more on that terry henley coming up next stay with us live from avx
2: you're listening to the jay barker show live from the avx studios in downtown birmingham the best sports talk in the state tied 100.9
6: and streaming on the tide 100.9 app are you in bad pain you know what i mean your knees hurt Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure... Hot and dry weather continues
0: tomorrow and Thursday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 93 and 96 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
6: Trailer, but my
3: will go. Welcome back in. We got Terry Henley in studio talking uh, Auburn Tigers and uh, two and one start for Coach Harson and a tough loss to Penn State this past weekend. Matt Coulter Lars has got the uh, day off or the week off actually. Um, going back to uh, the Auburn Tigers, we talked about it earlier in the show, but I wanted to get your take, Terry, just on kind of. What does Brian Harsin need to do to get this thing, um, in, in the perception, the minds of the people, of, of, especially the fans of Auburn, uh, turned in the right direction? Because he is 2-1. and one. I mean, it's not like they're – I mean, they've lost to a top-15 team in Penn State, but, um, you know, that's just one loss. H- how do they regroup? If you were to sit down with them and kind of give your two cents, um, you know, not saying that he's asking or that you want to, uh, but, but what would you say is the most important thing right now moving forward?
5: Just playing hard. Playing hard. I mean, Jay, you and I, you and I played on some great football teams. You know, I mean, uh, whether it be high school, college, pros, wherever, we played on some great football teams, and and you learn to play hard, and you learn that from your coach. That we had rather have died on the football field than lose a football game from shirt, and you play with that in your mind all the time, and and uh, how hard you're going to play today. That you're not going to be whipped. And no matter what, no matter if he gets the best of you one play, you're going to whoop him three more. Okay. And to me, I I would like to see him play hard. I mean, I, I, Saturday, I think they, they didn't play the whole game as hard as I would like. And, um, I hope, that, I hope that Harson has, uh, uh, brought that message to them because they're going to need it come Saturday. Because if you think Missouri's going to come in here and just lay down, they're an SEC football team. They're an SEC football team. They want to win as bad as you want to win. And so you, you're you going to play hard to win the football game.
4: You said that just a couple times now. Play Lack hard. of effort
5: like I'm telling you you got to play hard, you got to play hard when you play hard you you make things happen uh, you know you make people fumble you you make them have to rush the throw of the ball you know you make a guy cut when he doesn't want to cut i mean just all these things with you playing hard just like a wild man, you know and uh, when you when you when you're sitting there and your quarterback is throwing five interceptions and one touchdown pass. You got an issue. Well, okay.
4: there's an issue overall with turnovers. Uh, Auburn is minus eight, nine. Only, only nine. I, mean, I, I thought New Mexico State had nine, but maybe. Okay,
5: <clears throat> nine.
4: Maybe I'm not doing. My, okay. Anyway, that's unthinkable for nine, Auburn.
5: Nine to zero.
4: Yeah, they have not caused any either.
5: Nine to zero. Yeah. Now, hello. Somebody answered the phone. It's ringing. <laughs>
3: What and uh, why? why would they? Why would they not? I mean, I know you said about Robbie going to a different position, but if they're not able to throw it, go back to and I can't remember the the quarterback. What was his name? That was there? That was the defensive back or was the cornerback and then quarterback and then back and forth. Um, and and they really stuck to the run game when Malzahn was there. Said, look, we're going to run it, and he's a good enough passer. He may not be as efficient, but we're going to make explosive plays down the field. And if we even if we don't complete him, we're going to push the defense back. And we're going to run the ball. I mean, is that the approach they should take? Is that let's just you we'll know Marshall. we need to get to especially give the ball to tank.
5: Let me let me let me tell you something, Jay. You bring up a good, very good point. You bring up a very good point that was discussed here at, at, the other day at the at the ball game. They said, "Well, why don't they just scrap the throwing the ball and just line up and run the ball?" Okay, you got to run your whole offense. You know that as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got to. You can't just go out there and say, "All right, we go, throw all that out the window. We're not going to do it. By granny, we're going to line up and we're going to win it or lose it right here in these between the tackles." You know, well, you won't be coaching too long if you do that. I mean, there's a certain amount of it you got to do, but do Yeah, I'm just gone, saying, I'm saying with the RPOs and you-
3: stuff with with Robbie. Robbie can run the RPOs yes, better yes. than 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 yeah. than um, yes. Finley can, and. I think, you know, just again, going back to that kind of the Gus Malzahn, NASCAR-style offensive, fast-paced at the line of scrimmage, keeping the gas on the pedal. Um, if you're not efficient at throwing it right now, then, you know, you still got to throw the ball. you still got to have things and run your offense. I, I'm, I'm just saying, does Robbie give you a better chance to win at, at, as a running quarterback than you got right now as TJ and a throwing quarterback that really, you know, doesn't not, – not that he can't run. He's a very good athlete. But he, maybe not quite the runner that Robbie is.
5: Well, Robbie's not the best passer either. You know, Sarity, nope. Sar- Sar- I mean, the guy comes out of the backfield and he bounces the ball to him, you know, seven yards away from him. I mean, you do, you just, you know, it's dang if you do, dang if you don't. But you have got to run the whole in. I, will, I would almost bet, I would almost bet that Sarity, you're going to see um, the third quarterback. Um, Neil the- Calzada. Calzada come in. I, you know, uh,
4: I think it was was it Pat Dye that said if you got two quarterbacks, you really don't have any. Yeah, <laughs> you know you, and I have seen it work a few times, but not often. And if nothing else, just from a leadership standpoint and consistency standpoint, the putting in and out. And in out. now I understand mm-hmm. when you just put a guy in in a wildcat formation. You know, I'm okay with that, and that, that's that's not a big deal. All right. But we've got one that's a better passer, one that's a better runner. It's just, and we're yeah. getting a break. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jake. yeah, we got to get a break. That's how I way. know we don't. Have,
3: I can't hear the bumper music. So, but we're right here at the top of the hour. So let's get to the top of the hour break. We'll come back. Hour number two, Terry Henley in studio, Steve Irvine on a talk UAB at one fifteen. Stay with us. We'll be back. We're live from AVX. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Stay with us.
1: that can't affect an exploit. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day, we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tide.
3: All right, welcome back in, live from AVX Audio Video Excellence, Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter, Terry Henley with us for a little bit longer, and also Robbie Glenn going to be on talking about Striker Strong Tournament. We'll be out there actually broadcasting live uh, coming up uh, this uh, Friday from Highland Park Golf Course. Always a great place to go out. I was out yesterday, actually played in the afternoon, and, uh, man, the greens are in great shape. Going to be a beautiful course as well as a great time, and the weather's supposed to be perfect coming up on Friday. So looking forward to that. We'll hear more about that. From Robbie here in just one second. One of the great sponsors of that tournament too, and we're presented by him. That's Top Golf of Birmingham. It provided a lot of great gifts as well as experiences for the people to be playing in the tournament that have a chance to win uh, door prizes. But a lot of great stuff there from Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out, check it out for yourself. You'll love it, coworkers, family, and friends. We call it the bowling of this generation. That is Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there in the hometown of Terry Henley, Oxford, Anderson. Alabama. That's Sonny King Ford. Uh, Terry, how much do you get to Oxford anymore?
5: Well, I go. I did go quite a bit. My mother, of course, we moved her over here to uh, independent living here in Birmingham. So I don't go as quite as much as I used to. We moved her about three months ago, and of course she's over there, and that. Beautiful place, my goodness! I can been say the name one. of it because I'm fond
4: of it. Oh, uh, Ridge is over Cahava there. I'm thinking
5: about moving over there with her. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, I've been. She's living movie. the life. I mean, you walk in, it's, yeah. You walk in, it's I, like the Hilton. As I mean, to,
5: they they feed you every day. They got a movie theater. <laughs> you got a post office. A hair salon. I mean, they ain't got everything. I literally, went I wouldn't over have there. to go any place. I, I mean, went over <laughs> there and talked to them about driving the bus
4: because I wanted I yeah. wanted to drive their bus if and everything and just work, didn't,
5: if I was going to work from home that would be the home I would want to be in work from
4: and, <laughs> you know you talk about normally I would think very quiet patient people oh, to drive yeah. around in your bus yeah. and have, everything's really really good Hey okay. listen
5: tomorrow I got to call the bingo at, out there they asked me to call the bingo they have a bingo oh, my. game on Wednesdays and I'm going to be the head caller I just hope I've spelled bingo right, I guess. <laughs>
0: <You
4: know? laughs> hey, uh, I love it, Terry, you're always gracious with your time. We appreciate you thank, stopping thank by. So I much. know you got and something to, to attend to here in just a couple of minutes. Yeah.
5: And the Auburn Tigers will be back. Like Coach Jordan said long ago, Auburn's going to have a football team whether you're here or I'm here, <laughs> Terry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't know that you told me that. Terry. God bless. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you, Terry. Great to hear you from you. Uh, yeah, you always get a little more than you really ever anticipate when you invite Terry Henley. You know, I learned that from uh, TC and John Ed. Jay, I know you remember them. Oh, yeah. But exactly. I used to do sports on their morning show, and they brought in Terry Henley. Of course, I knew who he was. And I heard him on the radio, and I said, this guy's hysterical. So, you know, then we ended up doing a show for um, – Eight years together, like a Saturday morning prediction show. Anyway, wow. uh, sliding out Terry Henley, sliding in Robbie Glenn. Robbie, how are you? The big Doing day well. is what three away?
9: Three days. So stress level is high now. Like trying to take care of every last minute thing I can. What does pop up late? Late uh, vendors calling, see if they can switch something, or can I just show up later instead of eight o'clock in the morning when we have people teeing off and. Or golfers calling in said, "Hey, I'm going to play with so and so's team in the morning instead of the afternoon." Just stuff that you can't do the week of because we've already turned in everything. And then making sure I have enough workers that are going to be there early enough, later in the day. 284 golfers. I got to have a
4: got to have a bunch of help. How many do you? How many volunteers do you?
9: Um, Right now on the sheet, I've got about 16, but I would say six of those are my solid that we'll be there all day and then some come and do what they can. So, you know, everyone has kids or has jobs they have to take care of. And so there'll be some that venture out and then some, you know, later in the day, uh, stuff happens out there. So,
4: all right. I I guess, (laughs) uh, I assume that everybody listening to the Jay Barker network knows why this golf tournament is because we just started talking about the golf tournament and not the reason why. So, uh, explain to us striker, his situation and, why so many people rally around him?
9: Yeah, this is the fourth annual Striker Strong tournament. Uh, the first one we started out to benefit his syndrome, which is TBRS. It's an overgrowth syndrome. It's very new, so just trying to raise awareness and and get some more uh, some more knowledge out there, get some funding coming in, get some more tests done, genetic testing is how it's discovered. And then, uh, so when we got to the year two, Striker had a febrile seizure and he fell back and. Threw up and aspirated, so uh, now we're dealing with uh, anoxic brain injuries. Um, so now we've kind of changed, still helping TBRS and get them funding, but also kids with brain injuries and, and kids that, in, that are in need pit- any time. We're trying to help them too because there's always medical needs all the way around. Sometimes insurance doesn't help, uh, doesn't cover it, even though a doctor's asked for it, and we know that, so we're trying to step in and help families anywhere we can.
4: Well, I know
3: you got a lot of support from Jay. Jay, who are you playing with? Me and Tonyo Harris going to come is. out. They're <laughs> off on Friday, so he's going to come out and play with us early in the morning. And then he's uh, be heading out of town after that. But um, and then uh, I think probably a Jeff State golfer. I like to get one of those guys. They always help us out a ton <laughs> when it comes to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. But um, <laughs> more important, because we only play about twelve or thirteen holes, and then normally we're about Which I mean, if we get off at of seven fifty five, I was thinking about this. But there's about two a hole, two teams a hole. We might get through about 15 this time. So maybe, maybe, maybe more. I mean, I think Robbie would love to have everybody off the course around 12 or 1 o'clock in order to get everybody out there for that second group. Uh, So they can get to, it gets dark around 7 now at at the late, you know, probably the, is that about right, Robbie, about 7?
9: Yeah, around 7 it starts getting a little dark. So I get a little worried people coming off Highland Park, you know, it's hilly, but. Great course. The weather's supposed to be fantastic. Uh, You know, it's hot right now, but I think 84. Yeah, it's supposed to go down like 12 degrees between now and Friday. You're going to fall in love with Alabama weather playing golf out there like that. So, but yeah, I'm glad Harrison's getting to come play. I haven't seen Mm -hmm. him play since uh, me and Lars beat y'all, what, last year? Something like
3: that. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's supposed to talk about that all Speaking of Lars,
9: that he's not playing, but uh, (laughs) 82
4: and no clouds. No clouds yeah I and mean, you got Chamber of Commerce weather out there at oh uh, it's
9: and I uh, probably got a few of them coming out, so
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, been beautiful uh, the last uh, three or four years I mean, it's the weather's always just been yes, unbelievable been
9: very fortunate, very yeah. very happy with that, and you know, with so much going on, like I said, with that many golfers, that many vendors, and y'all going live from the radio and and having so many Alabama ex players come back, and like I said, we were a family back then, and we still are, so I got football, basketball, baseball. Got some gymnastics. Got everyone coming back. That was a part of our family back then. Got a few Auburn players, some UAB, some Sanford. So, it's it's we're gonna have a good showing, and and I'm very thankful.
3: Matt, he uh, texted me earlier. He texted me earlier. and yeah. said uh, he's talking about me talking about shaving their legs.
9: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, man, y'all are cutting on me there. Cause I don't have any hair on my arms or on my legs really. So. You just take the right. do you use Nair? No, this is a uh, free in the shower just real, I don't have hair anywhere else but just right here.
3: So That's it all makes look, interesting, Robbie.
9: It makes me look faster.
3: Robbie, <laughs> if, if people can't look you know, fast, if people cannot uh, make the tournament and still want to give and be a part of uh, helping out the foundation, how can they do that?
9: Yeah, we are we're actually working on a webpage for Stryker to do that. Um, but right now it's on Facebook. He has his own following Stryker Strong is on Facebook, or you can reach out to you on the show or me at 205-767-8400 or an email of R Glenn, R G L E N N one Zero Six Nine at Gmail dot com. And any any donations is great, or just coming out and and sending prayers like You'd be amazed how much we get those every day, and I read every one of them and try to respond. We get a lot of groups from places I've I've never been, you know, Bethlehem, Greece, and all these places, and I have to hit translate. I have churches out there that follow them, and it's it's really touching to get that many groups. And if Uh, I don't post, I get calls like, uh, what do we pray about today? I did not know you had gone global. Oh, it's everywhere. I'm sorry, it's crazy how much he's touched. Man, that touches my heart. We get schools in Florida that send, like, kindergarten to draw pictures, have their art, and they'll send it a box to Stryker. I've never even met the teacher or anyone over there, but they've followed his story.
4: That's so good to hear because these days everything's just awful. Yeah. But not in that case. So. Well, man, I can't in wait till
3: case. Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, uh, we'll be teeing off around 7.55, so hopefully we'll get uh, get a lot done before that 12 o'clock. And I know, um, Matt, I'm not sure if you're going to come out and ride around with us for a little while, and then we'll be up there doing our radio show starting right at 12. And we'll have a lot of guests still be getting there for for uh, for, for the uh, lunch time and getting ready to tee off for that second round, uh, a lot of the former family players. And as you said, a lot of the gymnasts came last year, which was great, and to see all of them again. So I look forward to it. It's kind of like a family reunion. In a sense, for a lot of us. But uh, the uh, Striker Strong tournament coming up this Friday again at Highland Park Golf Course. You come out and, and just enjoy and look around if you ain't got anything to do uh, and uh, maybe give and uh, be a part of some of the door prizes stuff they got going on uh, for this tournament. Robbie, uh, congratulations. It's only going to be another great uh, Friday and uh, look forward to seeing you out there.
9: Yes, Jay. Thank you. Thank you for having right, me.
3: Great stuff. Thank you, Robbie. Steve Irvine coming up next. We'll talk to him about the UAB Blazers. Another big win for them because Brian Vincent will get his take on it. Coming up next. Stay with us. You're
2: listening to the Jay Barker show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham.
0: The best sports talk in the state tied 100.9 and streaming on the tied 100.9 app. Doug. Hey listener, welcome to Limu's Karaoke Lounge, where Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, and the music never stops. Hot and dry weather continues tomorrow and Thursday. A good supply of sunshine both days, highs between 93 and 96 degrees. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: VX, uh, Matt Coulter, Jay Barker, and uh, we just had Robbie Glenn on. Thanks for joining us with Striker Strong and uh, all the things that they've got going on coming up on Friday for the tournament out at Highland Park, as well as Terry Henley joining us first hour talking to Auburn Tigers and uh, kind of his thoughts on all this happening there with Brian Harson. And Matt, I tell you, he's catching a lot of heat uh, from the fans and, and from the press and uh, a lot of the topic yesterday on a lot of the main talk shows around the, uh, not only the SEC, but nationally. About the security of his job, and he tried to even uh, had had to deal with that and some of the questioning uh, at his press conference as well. So, uh, a lot of uh, the seats warming up there for Harrison, and hopefully he'll get a chance to uh, get things righted, uh, get it going in the right direction. He's still two and one, lost to a really good Penn State team that played well. They played probably the, you know they played the worst thing they've played all year, um, and it just it could not get guys making plays and, and the leadership they needed. You could just tell just the lack of all that. Uh, in that game against Penn State this past weekend. All right, we're efforting Steve Irvine. We keep getting his voicemail, so we'll keep uh, going, uh, trying to get in touch with him. Talk some UAB Blazer football here in just one second. But Matt, uh, kind of your take uh, as far as what Harson is feeling right now, and you know, and what you even heard from you know, just watching and hearing, you know, a lot of the fans would be online, social media, and and again, the the press really making a big deal out of this right now.
4: Well, and you know, the, it's up to the press to ask some of these tough questions and. Arson has pretty much faced him head on, you know, saying him about job security. He just says, you know, I just got to keep doing what we do. We got to get better. And, you know, that's a stock answer, but, you know, you got to stand up there and take the questions and then try and get better on the football field. But I, I think we have discussed this um, probably going back to last year, even when they, uh, I guess they lost five in a row to end the season. But it's, it's difficult for me to actually verbalize this, but I have in the past. Auburn doesn't have many SEC caliber players, Jay. I mean, that's, it, it, it hurts to say that. And when, when you got a guy that literally bleeds orange and blue, a guy like Terry Henley, you know, he's been a dear friend for years, and there's not a big, bigger Auburn fan on the face of this planet. And when he's saying the things that we've been saying, uh, and he's not, and, and he asked me during a break a little while ago, Terry, he said, uh, am I, do I sound like I'm being too critical? I said, you're telling the truth.
3: <laughs> um, but coming from you, it rings louder, right? Yeah. and, and Gosh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that um, you you come into this, they, they should understand that it's going to take him some time to really adjust to what's so different about coaching in the Southeastern Conference and coaching at Boise State. And to not think that way or not to have, have made that a part of your decision and bring him in is that we need to give him two, three, four years to really acclimate himself and I know that people is, what have you done for me lately? Uh, but if, if you're bringing a guy from, from that part of the country into the deep south, and especially a place like Auburn is unique in itself, you've you got to give the guy time. If not, that's a bad decision on your part. I mean, either this was for the long run and a belief that he's a great coach, that he can adjust, that he can do the things he's got to do to recruit players in, or as you, you, the administration just made a bad pick. Um, so, you know, it, it, a lot of this, I mean, yeah, harson has got to correct some things, do some things differently. But Matt, he's coming from a totally different environment.
4: But others have done it in the past. I just, you know, flipped over. Urban Meyer was at Utah, went to Florida, won national
3: championship. So, Mike Price didn't do well. Um, no, Mike Price never. Did he ever even put the whistle around his neck? And I probably he should did. use that. Yeah, he was in spring practice, and that was it. I mean, and, you know, and again, yeah. different environment. He, he thought that he could go out and, and, and drink with the students and, you know, buy beers for the people. He thought that was the right thing to do. Why? Because that's the, where he's from. That's what he was used to that culture and it was culture shock for him and his wife and for a lot of the people that were with him that came in, um, from Pullman. So yeah, I think the same, the same issue is for, 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 uh, Brian Harson and even on a, even on a bigger level, based on I me mean, comparing Auburn and being down on the plains compared to Birmingham, Alabama or Tuscaloosa. I mean, that's culture shock. Oh, uh, I'm trying to
4: sit here and run through my head. Jay, on, on coaches that have come to the Southeastern Conference. Well, similar situations to uh, both Meyer and Harson. Uh, those that have had success and, and those that have not. Um, I can't just off the top of my head think. Urban Meyer was the only one that came to mind, but Ford has gone from,
3: through a few. Yeah, Lane Kiffin from USC to, t- to Tennessee, I think. You know, he had success at some levels, but then left right back out after the first year. But then came back, and I think... Which you know, brings really to Go ahead. It brings to mind a question,
4: real quick. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a
3: right turn on our straight road here.
4: Where do you think Tennessee be right now if Giffin had, had never left?
3: I think in a lot better spot than they've been in. I think right now though, hypo gonna be playing at a very high level. I think he's he's made some good decisions over the last couple of years. The style of offense he's running up tempo that really puts pressure on these SEC defenses. And you know, I, I, so I think they're heading in the right direction. I think he's he's doing the right thing, and I think he's saying the right things. Uh, that they want to hear at Tennessee right now, and 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 how you got to begin to recruit uh, in the SEC in the st- style of play. Um, but no, I th- I think they would in three three or four years if he would have, at that time especially where he was in his career. Uh, there there is no telling how, how the Tennessee would have come back a lot quicker. They wouldn't have gone through a lot of the pains they've gone through the last what five seven years.
4: Did you read this quote from um, Terry Bowden? I used to say you could be ten and zero at Auburn and save your career, but you haven't saved your job yet. He's referring to beating Alabama.
8: Mm-hmm.
4: Had Harson, and this is a question from Josh Smith, but it's well worth pondering. Have uh, Harson had held on that last 90 seconds and won that game, and everything else being exactly the same, would he be in, in as much danger as he is now, Jay? Not at
3: all. That's the key. I mean, it, for for Alabama and Auburn fans, if you even if you struggle in the season, you win that last one. Uh, the one that's in-state that means the most. You still want to win. You still want to be competing for the West. But if you can't and you can win that one and steal that one away, in a sense, kind of take away something from the uh, the competition, especially with the way Alabama played in the last few years, there's no doubt. His, the perception of him would have been so different. But to watch it slip away the way it did, and that's happened to a number of teams that played Alabama, especially with Bryce Young at the quarterback position. But, again, they're two and one. I mean, yeah, they got beat down pretty good by Penn State this past weekend but there's a lot of areas that they can improve on. It's not that you know that they can't get better. Uh, they just got to get get them coached up and get the guys heading in the right direction. The key is with all that like I said earlier, Matt, I, I feel it, you felt it. Um when you start hearing the national media and you start hearing certain calls that are coming in, we heard it during the off season when they almost fired him. Them go after year 1 and you know just That stuff starts building up like that, the pressure that that begins to create. And the players, especially today, hearing that stuff, you start losing some trust in that locker room. And he just can't let that happen.
4: No. And uh, as I think the direction you're headed is uh, there's nothing worse than losing your team. Mm -hmm. And you got to, you know, I wish I could go to practice and see how they're acting uh, because you can get a really good feel there. Jay, because uh, – and by the way, how can you tell? I mean, is it, is it just – it's a mood. It's an atmosphere. Uh, there's just no hustle. There's no effort. Um, and is that – has Auburn approached that point now?
3: I've only been on one team in my life that had that feeling. And I won't say who it was, but it was in the pros. Um, and it was a struggle. Uh, the, the, the cloud that was over that locker room, the cloud that was over that practice field – the cloud that was over the playing field on, on Sundays and Mondays and um, it was nothing I'd ever felt in my life playing the game. And just realized I just felt like th- that when you went on the field, you, you just could sense that, number one, the leader, not the head coach, but the quarterback didn't have the confidence in his eyes, didn't have that competitive drive about him that you wanted to see a talented player, but just didn't have that competitiveness. And it was felt all throughout the team. Then I've been on other teams where – you know the guy was so competitive, and, and yet wouldn't didn't have you know the ability that guy had, but yet we won. And the locker room was was so uh, important uh, as far as the the way everybody treated each other and all that kind of stuff. And you know you, you start to just lose you, you lose uh, confidence in your head coach, you lose confidence in your coordinators, and it's just a cloud that you can feel. Um, it's it's the worst feeling in the world. And you, the only way to snap out of it is winning. Winning solves everything. You just got to win. Yeah,
4: but the coach has got to create the victory, and sometimes um, if you don't have confidence in your coach, it's just probably never going to be around. You really, really shouldn't have teased us all like that, Jay, on what team it was because now I'm going (laughs) back. Was it them? Was it them? Um, And I think I've
3: got it, but even I'm
4: not going to say. I'm going to ask you to take a break. uh,
3: Uh, We (laughs) will still effort to get Steve Irvine. Yeah, yeah hopefully we get it back on coming up on the uh, the other side of this break. We'll talk some UAB Blazer football and some more Alabama coming up as well for you as we get ready for Alabama and Vandy. And uh, a lot said last year by uh, one of the Vandy players about uh, Alabama. They want Alabama. And uh, I don't know if you remember that video or not that came out. Well, I think it was one of their office linemen. And, uh, and this year with uh, you know a number of guys – that uh, you have a chance to uh, really get this thing underway coming up on, on Saturday. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Steve Irvine is uh, hopefully going to be next. 269. Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to dot Cottage.com and order anything you want and type in J. Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The J. Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown
8: Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. letter O
3: Again, as we continue, hopefully we will get Steve Irvine in just a few minutes and uh, talk UAB Blades. If not, we'll try to get him on another day this week. But we keep getting this voicemail, so we'll uh, we'll move forward. Uh, when it comes to Alabama, Alabama in the NFL has been a big thing. You look at 58 players now uh, in the NFL that represent the University of Alabama. That's just on. That's the active. and there, there is more, even on the inactive or practice squads for the University of Alabama. It's fun to watch on Sundays. I mean, it's like you turn and go through the different games, and uh, there's an Alabama player on every team, I think, except for two. Uh, maybe four, but I think it's two. Um, but you look at uh, last night, uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, former Alabama quarterback, big night for him as far as the numbers he put up. I had a huge day on Sunday. I think both those guys right now lead in the NFL when it comes to passing yards uh, right there. Uh, together. Um, and then Mac Jones, you know, able to have a good weekend as well. And uh, other players that were, you know, I think on that one play, Matt, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it Tua Waddle and Jalen Armour Davis all involved in that one play that uh, that Waddle made that yeah. touchdown, which I hated it for Jalen Armour Davis. Yeah. He was on the, on the bad end of that. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he was, but uh, on the good side, uh, and I asked this not knowing uh, except for maybe a guess or two the answer, but first of all, can you recall any college football program that had three starting quarterbacks in the NFL and then to do a deeper dive, can you recall those three all winning in the same weekend in impressive fashion? Um, I really don't know. I, I thought maybe Miami at some time, maybe in the nineties, uh, mm-hmm. perhaps, uh, uh, USC maybe back in the Reinhardt days. Um, but I mean, i I'm throwing it out there, Jay, and to and, uh, all of our producers and everybody listening on the many affiliates on the Jay Barker Show Network. Can you come up with one?
3: I'm, I'm actually going Another through my school. mind right now, just thinking about some of the uh, teams right now that that quarterbacks. I mean, USC would have been one. I think there for a while that would had a couple quarterbacks. And um, in, in Penn State may have been. I mean, I'm talking about recently i'm talking about years years ago alabama had yeah. at one time had richard todd had um uh jeff rutledge had kenny stabler and, and joe yeah, namath stabler. right i think they were all t- in at one yeah. time maybe uh, in the league um going going back to that though that's what i was talking the first time i went down to have um dinner with braxton before the first game kind of our tradition on thursdays and um you know, we're sitting there just talking. He goes, "Daddy goes." You know, a lot of times it just it amazes me, and I think back on that, I will probably have played with three first-round quarterbacks and one second-round quarterback, and been in the same room with them in the quarterback room since the time he got at Alabama, being that he played with uh, Tua, Jalen, Mac Jones, and Bryce Young, and you know, and, and who knows what happens with Tyson? Uh, I mean, I know right now that Arizona State's having a tough time, but he's he's got the the pro look as far as size and and athleticism and. He's got the arm, but pretty amazing quarterback room there for about the last four or five years.
4: Boy, it's uh, it's cool that Braxton recognized that, but just to hear it as he tells it, wow! <laughs> Did he take pictures?
3: <laughs> you know, oh kind yeah, of yeah. I mean, they were all they were you all want to all so Put close. on your profile. Yeah, yeah, they were all so close, and uh, uh, you know, I, and we were talking. I was kidding. I said, so yeah, I mean, you keep you know doing the GA stuff or whatever you might end up coaching one of these guys one day in the NFL because they're going to be there for the next 5, 10, 15 years maybe, some of them, um, if they keep playing at the level they're playing at. But he, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, the only thing I said was you should have got a percentage off of them. You should have made them sign contracts (laughs) that you would be their marketing (laughs) guy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Of the three, Jay, has one of them surprised you more than the other two?
3: mag did not surprise me he was built for that uh, the nfl game he's he's the uh um he's got the mind for it he's quick you know as far as his progressions and uh, he, he just knew that he was he was going to kind of be that tom brady type quarterback uh joe burrow type quarterback in the league and he he's just got such the the mentality for it uh to it surprised me uh because he came off the hip injury how well he played after that how well he's playing this year as well um, I, I, know for him on, on that side of the, what we talked about just now on Mac Jones is something he needed to work on with really being able to recognize things, see things. A lot of times it was that, and I, I made this um, point one time, and again, I heard this from his coaches and players that were with him is that he was like a great artist that could not read music, but could play great instruments. Right. I mean, could they actually pick up, you know, a guitar or play the piano and you go, wow, look at how he does it. Uh, a lot of times he would miss reads but he could he can make up for it because of his athletic ability and could throw guys open and make the throws even on bad reads that he could you know still make up for because he's so talented so I think that's the area he had to grow up in uh, in the NFL and I think he's done that put the work into it realize that he's got to get better and not just rely on his athletic ability Jalen was always kind of the long, long the long shot guy that nobody really believed could you know quit looking down you know at the at the uh, pass rush keep his eyes downfield but He's probably the most talented of all of them, arm strength, being able to run, power strength, all the stuff that he's got. And he's very, very smart as far as the, the being able to make make plays um, and, and seeing things very quickly. So I, I think probably he has been probably the biggest surprise for, for not only myself, but a lot of people just seeing how much he's progressed. And then Bryce will be a different breed. I'm telling you, if, if it's not his stature, his height doesn't hurt him. Uh, in the NFL, I think that's the only concern right now for a lot of the NFL scouts and coaches. Um, I, I, if he can overcome that like he did in college, uh, the best is yet to come, I think.
4: And they're all kind of uh, the same height, aren't they?
3: Oh, no, Bryce is. So, two is right at, I mean, he's maybe 5'11", right at six feet tall. Okay. Uh, Mac, Mac is 6'4", 6'4 six four, six four and a half. Uh, uh, Mac, I, didn't I did
4: not realize he was that tall.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's six. He's, he's got to be at least probably right six four. Um, Jalen's probably six two, six two and a half. Uh, Bryce is probably five nine.
4: Well, and uh, two is leading them all. His quarterback rating mm-hmm. is one sixteen point five. There's only uh, a couple of quarterbacks that have higher QB ratings. Gee, can you imagine Josh Allen? Man, are the Bills <laughs> good this yeah. year? Uh, and then Patrick Mahomes. So that's, that's pretty decent com- company for Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah,
3: yeah. Buffalo looks so good, Matt. I mean, you know, everybody talked about them being kind of the preseason there, thought they'll be the ones that they'll make it to the Super Bowl. They'll probably win it with all the talent they've got, but, um, we'll see how it all kind of plays out, but they, they played look good, man. These first few weeks.
4: Yeah. And, uh, they're not just winning. They can uh, absolutely destroy you as well. So. Uh, we will see how that works out, but I, I'm still I'm still searching, and our producers are searching too for any uh, any other team that might have had three guys starting at the same time from the same school in the National Football League. So you did touch on one. I wonder about the era, uh, maybe the early, maybe the mid seventies,
3: early seventies, mid seventies, yeah, uh, mid seventies, early eighties, and then uh, also um, got to think. Uh, I was trying to think. Uh, Penn State had a number of guys then as well with blackledge and uh, some other guys, but yeah, I, I mean, I, that, that really is amazing that room over the last four or five years. And, and, you know, and now, uh, Jalen Milrose, a very talented player. He's got to continue to work on touch and different things that he's got to continue to get better at. And then, uh, Ty is going to be Ty Simpson. He, he's really got a lot of potential. Uh, he, he gets a chance to sit behind these two guys in really grow. I don't know for him as frustrating coming as a freshman used to be in the, the star, but, um, I think it's good for you to come in and get adjusted to college and then have that extra year if they redshirt him after this year and to have that kind of sitting in your back pocket that you can use if needed, especially if there's any type of injuries and stuff down the road. But um, we'll watch and see. But it's been a great room over the last so many years and great job by the coaches recruiting those guys in developing them and getting them ready for the nfl right, let's take a quick break hopefully we'll get steve irvine coming up uh, again if not next uh, for talking uab we'll get him on in the next couple of days as well as brian vinson the head coach of the ob blazers stay with us we're live from avx and uh, we'll be back
2: you're listening to the jay barker show live from the avx studios in downtown birmingham The best sports talk in the state. Tide
0: 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's
4: the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi.
0: If you have a community event in Tuscaloosa in West Alabama, tell us about it. Hot and dry weather continues tomorrow and Thursday. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 93 and 96 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: We are going to finish up our number two here on this Tuesday edition and uh, joining us now is Steve Irvine. I'm going to talk some UAB Blazers with Steve and UAB big win to start the season over Alabama a and 59 to nothing, 21, 14 loss to Liberty at Liberty and then uh, back and beat uh, at home 35, 21 Georgia Southern who had just beaten Nebraska. A uh, big upset for them, but UAB takes care of business wins that by 14 points. Uh, they got the week off and then they'll face uh, rice coming up on october the first let's welcome in steve steve great to have you on again and uh go blazers man they're getting it done they
10: are they are you know struggled against liberty uh you know obviously had a had, didn't have a play you know played okay turnovers uh you know were what what bit them that that night and uh but but you know i think they got a really did a really good job of bouncing back you know last week uh you know i, I thought really. But won that game by two touchdowns. There really should have been a lot more. I mean, I thought uh, UAB really dominated. Uh, you know, a pretty good team. You know, a team coming off a big win like you mentioned uh, against Nebraska. And uh, so it was. A, it was a good win. And you know, now they um, kind of take a break and figure out uh, you know where they can get better.
4: I want to ask a Georgia Southern question real quick, and then we'll get back to the Blazers. Yeah. You know yeah. the Georgia Southern of old, the Irk Russell, like oh, yeah. Georgia Southern. <laughs> Now oh, yeah. now they, what do they chunk it 55 times a game? They got a transfer from Buffalo just in your <laughs> yeah. general field of football. How big a difference do they look now?
10: Oh, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent different. I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of funny to watch, uh, you know, and, and, they still run it a little bit, but it's certainly in like the old Eric Russell or, or Tim Stowers or, you know, or, or any of those guys that, that did back then. And, um, Tim Stowers, a, a Grissom high graduate. So, uh, you, know, you had to throw him in there, but. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's different, you know, and, and, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, for a long time that fan base has, uh, you know, kind of dug their heels in and said, you know, you're not going to be different, but, you know, I think in this day and age, they feel like they have to. And, you know, Brian Ellis, the old quarterback at, uh, at UAB is, uh, offensive coordinator there and Clay Helton likes to throw the ball around. And, uh, so it's, it's, (laughs) it's not the old days, that's for sure, man.
3: Yeah, I was going to bring up Brian it is proof because that you uh, can do a whole lot. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. No, I was just to say, yeah, I was going to bring up Brian. You know, the fact that we would talk to Coach Benson about it. He said, you know, he said, you know what's the uh, difference? You know, we see now the Urk Russell offense is, is done. He said, well, we know a lot about Brian. We've watched him. We, you know, we've, we've known Brian for a long time and kind of understand what he's wanting to do, what Clay's wanting to do. They went back, and I forget where Brian was before, but he talked about they went back and watched that film to kind of get an idea of, personnel looks and and scheme and and kind of formations and what he likes to do out of that. But he's done an excellent job everywhere he's been, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, where do you see Brian Ellis? I mean, Georgia Southern is a great place to be, but seems to be kind of going up the ladder.
10: Yeah. I think Brian Ellis is a a kind of a young star in this business. I mean, I think, uh, you know, what I was really impressed by Saturday with what Brian did is I I thought he coached very mature. You know, he's still a young guy. He was at Western Kentucky before and, uh, still young with Tyson Helton. And, and, Still a young guy, but um, but I really was impressed with the way he 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 stayed patient and and kind of set things up down you know down the road down the uh, you know as the game went on. You know I, I thought he was a little bit um, not conservative early, but I think he was setting some stuff up early, and I think that's a sign of a you know a, a guy that has a little maturity to him. You know uh, and 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 he doesn't really right now. He's still a young guy, but but I, you know I, I really was impressed with uh, his system and and. You know, the way the thing work you know, I do say this, I do think that, um, you know, they were facing their best defense that they faced of the year. I think that this defense is better than Nebraska. And I, you know, so I think that UAB caused him some problems that he hadn't seen before. Uh, but, but he'll learn from it, but he's, I, I like I said, I think he's a star, you know, a rising star in his business.
4: Steve Irvine, he is the uh, sports editor for a relatively new website called 1819 News, but now it's 1819 News and Sports. So dial it up on your computer, and you can read a lot about not just UAB. You can read a lot about sports through the eyes of a very experienced journalist, and that is Steve Irvine. Steve, what kind of vibe are you getting for Brian Vincent now? Is is it a lot different and more confidence since he's three games into the season?
10: Well, I think confidence has never been a problem. I really, that was one thing that jumped out from me early, but uh, you know, I think he's, he's um, you know, he's kind of uh, buckled down right now. He's, he's getting through this season. And i tell you what, I was very impressed with the way he handled last week because, you know, they, they came off the game, they came off a loss. Uh, you know, the the fans were already unraveling a little bit and, um, and he did, I mean, he, you know, the job they did last week of, you know, they staying out there, I went out, uh, I think it was first practice I went to was Tuesday, I believe, was last week. And it was amazing just how businesslike and calm and, and not calm, but businesslike it was. Um, and, and I think that's a lot to do with him. I mean, I think that he's, he's he's again, like I said about Brian as an offensive coordinator, you know, Brian Vinson is not an experienced head coach at the college level. Obviously, this is his first time to be a head coach. And I think he's coaching like a veteran. I mean, I really do. And I, I think so. I was very, very impressed with the way that they, um, they handled that um, adversity from the week before and, and came out with, uh, you know, by far their best game of the year.
3: Yeah, just kind of give us an overview. Like, how do you see UAB right now, the way that they're playing and the level they need to play in order to compete for a championship again this year? And what are the differences you're seeing with Coach Brian Vincent at the helm?
10: Well, I think first thing they need they need to get their passing game going a little bit better than it is, and and, and they can, and they and I think they will. I mean, I, I think they they're struggling a little bit right now in the passing game. Uh, you know, part of that is approach that you know the running game is going so well that uh, you know that's that's got to be your focus. But I think that um, they need to get better in the passing game, and and because uh, there's going to be games coming down probably starting with Rice where. Where they line up and they're saying you're not gonna beat us with McBride. Now McBride's the kind of guy that can beat you anyway, but but um, you know, I think that, that, that that's kinda be their first uh that's gotta be the thing they need to do right now. I think, uh, you know, figure out to get that going. Defensively, I you know, I, I think they've played well all the way through. I mean, I, I think their secondary is tremendous. I mean, they had eleven pass break, breakups the other day, uh, you know, against a team that, you know, throws the ball fifty times, so they're tired and uh, deep and that type of thing. So you know, I, I think defensively they they've got it figured out now. They're playing really well, but I think the passing game offensively is, is what what they need to kind of get to the next step as a team.
4: Well, who wouldn't go to your running game? <laughs> you know, when you got oh, uh, Dwayne McBride. Uh, okay, oh, this guy had what 220 yards this past weekend. Um, <laughs> he he he's, <laughs> is he he's
10: an NFL player, isn't he? Oh, no doubt. I no doubt. The thing about him, Matt, and you, you guys, you guys, you know, you've watched him. He, nothing, it's, it's not like, and I talked to Brian Vince about this after the game, it's not like he's just getting the ball and running 60 yards down the field and, you know, just because it's blocked well and, and that type of thing. I mean, the, the tackles he breaks, and, and uh, he, had a, he had a run the other day where he's, he's he's on the sideline, he runs over two guys as he's tiptoeing the sideline. You, you know, you can't do that. I mean. You know, he, he is off balance trying to stay in bounds, and he runs over two guys and, and one of them was squared up. The other guy was a little bit off balance, but one of them was squared up and he just flat ran over him. I mean, the runs he makes are, I mean, it's a, he does a great job of not letting you, not giving you a lot to hit, you know, and I know Jay, you've probably seen guy under, you know, a lot of good guys over the years that, 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 that they just have this ability to, um, to, to just give you a small area to hit. And, uh, with him, I mean, as strong as he is, uh, you know, he, you're not going to, you're not going to bring him down easy. So he's amazing. I mean, he, he is certainly no doubt he's in the NFL, uh, running back. Now, I do think he, he does, he does need to get better in the passing game, uh, as a, as a protector and as a pass catcher. Uh, it just had not had to do that a lot, you know, and, and so I think that, you know, to to step to the next level, he's going to have to do that. But man, he is, was he fun to watch now.
3: Yeah, he's an excellent player, and I mean, you you notice him immediately, and how tough he is to bring down. He, he's definitely got NFL potential, no doubt. And do you think this will be it for him? This is his third year, right?
10: Yeah, it's his third. Yeah, I would think so, because you, you know how yeah. it is when when you know with the running back, you know you just have that smaller life of of, of you know of in the NFL, and and um, so I would think so as long as things keep going well. I mean, he's averaging 200 yards a game right now. Uh, he's only played in two of the three, but you know if he if he continues that kind of success, I don't see how he would stay. I don't, I don't think it would be smart to stay. I really, I really don't at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, I think this is it.
3: Steve, always great stuff, man. Eighteen Nineteen News, Steve Irvine, joining us talking UAB Blazers. Thank you, my man.
10: Hey, appreciate you guys. Have a Thanks. good day
3: you too man have a great week steve irvine again joining us talking uab blazers and we'll get brian vincent on coming up on thursday normally as well look forward to that and uh, they got an off week then rice coming up october the 1st so matt Coulter, jay barker josh smith our producer and all the folks there at tie 100.9 producing as well today on the show we'll see you tomorrow for the wednesday edition jay barker show live from AVX.
0: Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.